Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, May 17th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. And I'm back. I'm your host, Travis Kurcheski, back from work. Not vacationing like Truman said, but Truman is here. How's it going, guys? And we're welcomed in studio today by Brian Leonard. It's a pleasure to be here. He's back in. Bears fan. We're going to get into the playoffs right now, and we'll start with the Celtics and Cavaliers series. Looking like my prediction's coming true a little bit. Yeah. Made I mean, fun of, just completely destroyed by Truman. And what's the series up look right in, like what does it look like right now? I mean it's two O Celtics, like you said. Um, but I'm I'm completely fine with if you're right, I'll 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 <coughs> tell you're right twenty four seven because I hate the Cavs and I love to see them fall apart like this. Um, you were comparing this take of the Celtics beating the Cavs to the take of mine of where the Warriors or the Wolves were going to beat the Rockets. Well, You're saying it was that think, bad. Yeah, because I don't think you should ever pick against LeBron. And I don't think I ever will pick against LeBron, even though he's a, he's, I hate him. But I'm, I'm, I'm loving this series right now. Uh, the Celtics look very superior uh, all up and down the court. Um, LeBron in the first game didn't look like LeBron at all. He came back the second game and put up a LeBron stats. But you just see the team around him is not good. Um, they were better in the second game. You know, Kyle Korver had a nice game, but they're not going to be able to um, play like this and uh, come back from a 2-0 series deficit. Uh, the Celtics just look too good. Brad Stevens is just showing that him versus Ty Lue is the biggest mismatch of all. Um, and, you know, they're going back to Cleveland, um, 2-0 Celtics. Uh, I, I would start to think that your prediction is coming true, but don't don't get too cocky yet. Well, I think, I'm going to say it, I think the Boston has shown that they can sweep the Cavs. I think Boston is the far superior team. You see what happens when LeBron goes off. You went off in the last game, and they still lost. You know, that's one of LeBron's best performances. I'm not going to say it's his best, because he probably will top it the next game. But they just gave it all they had, I feel like, last game. And this team around LeBron is just not good. I mean, their second... We'll say third behind Kevin Love is Kyle Korver in offense. Kyle Korver is their third best option on offense right now, and that's unacceptable if you want to win the championship. I think Kyle Korver is a good player. I'm not. But he doesn't play defense. Um, he, all he does is sit in the corner and shoot. I mean, he, he's a good offensive player. You can't just sit here and diss Kyle Korver. Yeah, and then you um, have J.R. Smith going 0 for 7. Well, J.R. Smith's a shithole. Um, this, you know, Celtics, that, that, this Celtics that, that, team. That play, I will say that play where he pushed Al Horford to the ground. I don't know if you watched him. You were down on vacation and something. Working. And uh, I don't know if you watched that, but he, Al Horford went up. Um, I was watching it. Al Horford went up for a dunk, and he was midair. And JR, the Cavs are down by 14 at this point or something with like two minutes to play. So J.R. Smith's obviously pissed off probably. And J.R. Smith pushes Al Horford in the back, kind of like a move I would do in basketball. Pushes him in the back. Al Horford falls. Uh, slow to get up. Um, I think he got a technical. But those are J.R. Smith's just he's not and he's always if the Cavs are down he's gonna be being he's gonna be being a dumbass. Um, he's always gonna be a dumbass and um, that's what's killing them players like that. Rodney Hood's personality is killing them. J.R. Smith's personality. Is and what's funny them. is like this, when LeBron left first time it was after the Celtics took him and took him to the woodshed and beat him in the. The finals, Eastern Conference Finals, and now this year, it's looking like it could be the same thing. I just want to bring this up. Imagine if the Cavs get swept in this series, and then LeBron leaves this. Summer. The Cavs fans might as well just go out and that would just die. be the 
that would be the biggest blow. And we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and state right now that all three of us hate LeBron James. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, so it's pretty rare around Northeast Ohio to find three guys in a room who all hate LeBron. I would say this. If that man has the ball, and, you know, he's cemented his, his legacy. He won them that championship. So I don't think if you're a Cleveland Cavs fan, you can hate him. But if he leaves after this team kind of falls apart again, I'm I'm just going to I'm going to laugh. Because literally, done. there's like, I think I think these next two Jordan's games, if, if I think he these leaves next... again. Jordan's automatically better, in my opinion, because he cannot go to his third team, and he can't win without another superstar. It just proves that he can't win without another superstar. And I know what Cavs fans are going to say, well, well, he took a team full of Delonte West and all these you know, crappy guys to the finals, and then where, got they, got, where the they got swept by the Spurs. <laughs> but um, I think we're going to see these next two games, the real legacy of LeBron. Is he going to step it up, or is he just going to fall back and quit like I think he will? You know, you've seen the last two games uh, – there's been times where you think LeBron's just going to take over, does, do his thing where he just drives in and scores. You know, no, you don't know how he does it, but he does. But he's just too tired to do it. And I don't know what, what we're going to see these next couple of games. Also, I just want to add, I mean, I don't like LeBron, but I know this is somewhat biased, but the other day when I was watching the game, it's like there would just be LeBron and, like, uh, for example, like Al Horford, and they'd be in the paint, and the rebound is coming, and – like LeBron just like step back, like steps back and just lets Al Horford just. Take or you'll the ball. see, you'll see where uh, he misses a shot, or he like goes in the lane, misses the shot, puts his hands up looking for a foul, while everybody else is sprinting down the court, and he's just standing there around, and it's basically five on four. No, and I was about to get into this the other day with Brett, but I didn't want to get into huge arguments with him. But though, then after game one, and everyone's in the press conference, they everyone's all over him because he was able to repeat. The last like a few, the last like a, three possessions, a three possessions. That is not that impressive. So I'm gonna ask them. If no, you no, no, to... they said uh uh there's they were looking at it and he said something like oh somebody got a rebound and it was like off the shot he missed and he didn't mention that he missed the shot. He just said he got a rebound. <laughs> no, and like if I go, if I go to an important work meeting, like it's very very important, which the Eastern Conference Finals are very important in in his field in his profession. I'm going to remember everything that's being said in that important... Yeah, like, if I'm watching the game as close as he is, I'm right on the court, I'm going to be able to do that, too. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. Yeah, but everyone's going to blow it up because it's LeBron. Yeah, it's just... Also, I just want to add, like, I feel like in the Cavs situation and teams like this, where it's like you have this one just truly amazing player, I mean, LeBron is great. He's the best player Mm -hmm. in the world. He will set the tone of like what the attitude is for the whole team, and then you look and you see the Cavs right now, and it's they're just... all like eye rolling each other. They're totally not together. It's very apparent that they are not together as a team, and I just really think that kind of says something about LeBron. This could be different though. I I'll admit it could change. The Cavs could take over. We could be talking on Tuesday like you know our tone can be completely changed because the series. Uh, continues on Saturday. That's such a long break. It's kind of like you're starting a new series. Uh, so hopefully the Cavs, you know, or I mean the Celtics can keep this momentum going. But I think the Cavs are dead. I think LeBron's going to quit these next two games. I think he realizes that he does not have enough to beat a team like the Warriors or Houston. And Boston, all around, is just too athletic, too superior in basketball on every single level. And Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA by far, and he has shown that in this playoffs. Moving now to the next series, 
Houston versus Golden State. That's one to one now. Like I said, best series in a while. I, I think this is going to go six or seven games. Houston played really well last night. Uh, you know, you saw guys like PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, all stepping up, scoring. You know, close to 30 points, and which is something they are going to need if they want to match the talent of the Warriors. Uh, I don't think. I think the Warriors are still going to win this. I don't think Houston has shown enough yet to where they could beat the Warriors. Uh, we predicted that it was going to go six or seven games, and I think that's where we're going to stand right now. Yeah, but Houston played very good last night. But Houston does that all the time, and then they show the next game that they're not like that all the time. They have, they're inconsistent. Um, they go out and they have these great games where they put 130 points up and they look like the best team since, since ever, that's ever been created. But then they go out the next game and then they look like absolute shit. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see, we'll have to wait it out. But I'm still picking the Warriors. There's no, there's like no question in my mind. The fact that the Warriors got out of Houston with a split, um, just cements it to me that, uh, this is going to be a Warriors in six, um, or in seven. Uh, the talent, Kevin Durant, is too good, uh, and I just think the Rockets aren't going to be able to keep it up every single game. Yeah, so I like you said, six or seven, I think it's going to go. But I think the Warriors are going to win. I'm still with my prediction, Warriors in six, and uh, Cavs. I mean, I'm going with Celtics in four. I think the Celtics get the sweep now. Uh, I'll say I'll say Celtics in um, the game six being. I want to see Celtics in six because I want to see. I want to see the Celtics win it in Cleveland, and I want to see those fans go home fucking angry. And I want to <laughs> s- excuse my language. I want to see those fans literally walk out the doors and have to go home watch. I know you're an Indian fan. I have to want to watch 500 baseball for the rest of the year, where the offense long. is faltering. I want them to go into the fall. I want them to watch the Browns. Yeah, they got new additions, but they're still gonna go six and ten. I want to see that. I want to see these fans lose. I want to see them lose and lose and lose until. I'm just gonna say anymore. one more thing. Cavs fans, I get it. You understand the why do you, why we hate LeBron so much? It's because you you Cavs fans are so annoying when you're winning. It's not even funny how annoying you guys can be. Uh, I'm scared when the Browns start to do good because I know you guys are gonna be one of the most annoying fan bases in the NFL. And I love the Indians. I love you know all the fans because we're not an obnoxious. Like, I beg to differ. Like other like you guys can be with the Cavs. Or the Browns. But I'm just going to be so happy if LeBron leaves. It's going to completely... It's going to be amazing. Put him below Jordan, I think, from now on. If he leaves again, he can't be put over Jordan. Because Jordan, yeah, he had his little stint with the Wizards at the end. But he's a bull for life. Like, he took that franchise from the ground up. If he wouldn't have had his, like, short little retirement where he went and played baseball, he probably would have won two more championships. Yeah, I think if if he wouldn't have went to baseball... There wouldn't really, there would still be a conversation, but it wouldn't be as close Jordan and Michael right well, now. Yeah, I, I think agree. Michael would have easily. You said Jordan and Michael. Oh, I mean LeBron <laughs> and Michael. No, I just think like, and LeBron's played a lot longer. He's gonna be end up playing a lot longer. Than yeah, because exactly. Jordan went to college because he has an education. I'm like, LeBron. okay, well LeBron's <laughs> a smart guy. You can't take that away from him. No, I mean no. if it was up to you, you were in high school and you had an option to go pro and make millions of dollars or go to college for a year, then go pro, You, we would all go pro, right? No, yeah, like, I, I definitely, I really like LeBron as a person. I think he's a great person. I just do not. Yeah, we just don't player. like him as a player. I don't really like him at all. But if you're still with us, we're going to keep moving now to another topic. Uh, like I said, if you're still with us, most of our listeners are Cavs fans, so we're sorry, but that's just our opinion. Uh, come on the show if you want to debate this. We're going to move now to another basketball story, a little bit of an 
different type of story than we're used to. Uh, it's a story out of Houston, I believe. A guy named Sidney Gilstrap Portlay. Uh, if you know about, you probably don't know the name, but you probably know the story. It was found the other day that he was in high. He was a high school freshman, he said, but it was found out the other day that he's actually 25 years old. So how he did this, well, he claimed he was a Hurricane Harvey victim. He lost all of his information, and he went to high school under a different name. I forget the name he went to, he went with, and he joined the high school basketball team as a freshman. And I just think this is hilarious. I mean, this guy scored 40 points in three quarters versus the number one team in the country. And he's 25 years old, and he said he was a high school freshman. Uh, he was averaging like 35 points a game. I think this is a really funny story. Yeah, I don't really understand how he can be... How he can pass for a high freshman yeah, in high I, school I and a 25-year-old. He chose freshman. Yeah. He just went senior. That's yeah. a safer route. I guess you want to play all four years. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, this, this is a dream of everybody. You know, every, We all want to go back to like where we are now and go play with like fifth graders and stuff and just yeah, dominate. Just be a fully grown man. Yeah. I, mean, I think that would probably be one of the funnest things you could do. <laughs> yeah. But... I just think it's so funny to see something like this go on, and like they didn't even realize this guy's a grown man playing with like high school kids, and he was scoring like 40. He didn't even like try to cover it up. I mean, this man was scoring 40 points in a game versus the number one team in the country. Yeah, he's going to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> so that was again a little bit of a different story. We're gonna go back to the NBA. That will talk about the draft lottery, which happened on Tuesday night, I believe. Uh, the Suns got the number one pick, first number one, first number one overall pick they've had in their entire franchise history. It's going to help them out a lot. Suns have been kind of a mediocre team for a long time. Uh, going to go back to the Cavs a little bit. They, the, the pick that they got from the Celtics turned out to be the eighth overall pick, which is something I bet they weren't hoping for. They wanted it to be higher. You know, you wanted it to be in that, you know, top three range. But they got the number eighth pick. Not a bad pick. This draft is deep. But I just think it's funny that the Cavs got a kind of a low pick from you know the Celtics. Yeah, I like it. Um, they can. Get, they're still gonna. I still think. Did anybody draft. watch the draft lottery? No, no I guarantee. I heard it was like boring. It was like an hour long of like something that could. I mean, it five uses. I only watched the Bucks are in it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just it's just the draft lottery. Yeah, uh, the NBA draft is not really. No, that exciting. Well, I'll talk crap about that more when we get to it. But like, I don't know. I just like how the Cavs are lower than they expected I like, to be. I like the draft lottery. I think it adds a little bit more to the regular draft process, but, I mean. Yeah, I mean, but it's a little sorry. Right. Didn't the Mavericks end up with, like, the sixth? Something like that, that's, yeah. That's Weren't they, like, supposed Mavericks. to be top? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, were, that's why I don't kind of like. It kind of screws teams who are, like, really need it. Yeah. But <laughs> they just don't get it. Because... But, I mean, like, chances are that, like, the Suns were going to get the number one pick. Yeah, like, it's, it it's does kind of stop the uh, tanking, I guess. Not really, but you know, you suck a lot. There's no, you're not a guarantee you'll get the number one overall pick. You know, there's a chance you could get the two or three. But this is this draft is deep, but uh, we'll see what happens. But we're gonna move now to hockey. Uh, just gonna go through the series, two series going on right now. We got Vegas versus Winnipeg. Vegas is up two one after a win last night. You know that story keeps going. Uh, Vegas in the uh, Stanley Cup would be a legendary. Uh, then we got Washington versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay got a game the other day. It's now 2-1. Washington is up. Washington's used to choking. Uh, we'll see if it happens this year. I think Washington is the real deal, but uh, we'll see what happens. They can't choke. Sovechkin's time. Um, he's taking his years of playoff disappointment and choking, I think, out on this year. 
So I think it's the Capitals here. But the Knights, that's that's my team. That's the story of the century. So I'm I'm still pulling for them. I think everyone. I don't care if you even. You said a, you said a couple shows ago. Like I don't hate any of these teams. Like usually I hate one of the teams in it, but. I mean, I like Winnipeg, I like Vegas, I like Tampa Bay, I like Washington. If we were to pick a team, I don't really want to see Tampa Bay go. I would rather see Washington go, but I don't don't care about it. Washington versus Las Vegas, and then it's a coin flip. Yeah. So we're going to move to baseball now. Uh, But before that, I wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. We do have the ads in front of us today. Truman was too stupid to find them last week, but uh, last show. But we got them. (laughs) We wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7. That's right, $7. You can get a professional haircut with styling. $7. Most places you go, you have to pay $20 plus tip. $7 goes directly to Dom. You don't have to tip. It's a great, great little deal you got going on right now there. I mean, Truman, you can tip. Don't, you can tip, but I mean, say. it's not like you're paying $20 and, you know, 15 of that goes to the, you know, the studio and five of that goes to the stylist. Stylist. The $7 are going to directly to Tip Dom. my man. Tip, Tip my, my man, man, though. He does a great job. You can buy his wax. Only $8 a jar. Great stuff. We use it every morning. You know, every time you go in the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. The cuts get better every single time because Dee's is always upgrading their equipment so they can give you the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter at Dom's Home Cuts. DM him for an appointment, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. We're going to move now to baseball, Brian's favorite topic. Um, we want to talk about, you know, there's a lot of slow and hot starts right now. What slow starts should we be scared of? I, I don't think there's anyone else I can go here or go with here besides the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers right now are 17-26. and 26, And to put that in perspective, the San Diego Padres are 17-27. and 27. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's, I mean, they're even behind the Giants. And that's, and the and the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks in their own division. That's yeah. horrible. I mean, to be fair, they've lost Corey Seager for the whole season to Tommy John. They just got Justin Turner back, finally. Clayton Kershaw's on the DL. They're, I Everyone is injured on the Dodgers, mm-hmm. practically. I They're just really, really struggling right now. This I, doesn't look good, too, for Clayton Kershaw staying next year, too. I mean... I definitely... Th- I, I really think that Clayton Kershaw is going to stay. I think he's going to opt out of his contract mm-hmm. at the end of the season and join the loaded free agent class, and I think that the that the Dodgers are just going to give him more money. But um, I think the other thing that the ha- should have the Dodgers really worried is if you look at some of Clayton Kershaw's more advanced stats, especially like his velocity, everything is like trending towards like him regressing as a player. Yeah, I, I, I really picked don't. him first overall in my fantasy league too. So. <laughs> I, I don't know if he unfortunately will ever be quite at the level that he once was due to injuries and getting older. I mean, he's he's been in Major League Baseball for a long time and he's pitched a lot of innings. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I really don't think that the Dodgers this year are going anywhere. Especially, I think that Corey Seager is being out for the whole year just like totally knocks them out if they were winning too i could see them as a contender for machado but i don't you know i don't think they're gonna go after him now speaking of machado my my favorite cubs are on the hunt for machado supposedly and bryce harper you You guys are getting everybody i do not i do not want any part of manny machado giving up so the like the word around the campfire is is that the cubs would be giving up addison russell mike montgomery 
And then Adbert Azale, who's like the Cubs' top pitching prospect, and he's in AAA right now. Mm. He's actually might make a spot start, start this Saturday. And there is no way that that is worth, in my Machado. opinion, Manny Machado. A rental, too. Yeah, he's like what the Cubs are going to have him for like three months. Like That is yeah. not worth it. Addison Russell is, besides Andralton Simmons, is the best defensive shortstop in baseball. Okay. Andralton Simmons. Okay, that's, look a, at, look that's at, okay. Look at the defense, like, look at the stats, look at the advanced like metrics. Lindor has something to say about that. Orlando RC is very good. I, I agree. But look at the advanced stats. Besides Andralton Simmons, because Andralton Simmons is literally a god amongst men. Yeah, we're going to um, talk about him a little bit later, but yeah. Uh, Addison Russell is the best defensive shortstop in the NL. I'm sorry. Okay, NL. Okay, that's fair. That's um, fair. His, Orlando Arcia's gold gloves got something to say about that. Uh, and that has something to say about it too, right? Well, we're talking about defense. I know, I'm just but saying. But getting back to the Manny Machado Cubs rumors, also Theo Epstein at one point said that there is no way that the Cubs are going to play or pay high prices for rentals. So... I don't know. That really like goes against all these rumors. I don't think that anything's gonna come out of that. So, so we said slow starts we should take seriously. What hot starts should we take seriously? Um, I really like I really like the Diamondbacks. I think that their bull or not that their bullpen, their starting rotation is fantastic, like from top to bottom. I mean, you got Zach Granke. What you what? keep going on Diamondbacks, but I like how you just avoid the Brewers. Well, Brewers. I, okay. I, might, I might talk uh, about the Brewers in a minute. Okay, keep going. Brewers are then, in second place. So you got Zach Ranky, who is an ace. You have Zach, uh, yeah, Zach Godley, mm-hmm. who is. I mean, he's not their ace, but he's still pretty darn good. Then you have. Uh, yeah, Robbie Ray who's hurt Robbie right now, Ray, but yeah. And then, um, uh, who else am I missing? Uh, I, I know. I know there's a guy you're missing, but I can't remember his name. Okay, I can't. I can't remember. Okay, right move now. on. But. Um, I don't know. Besides Paul Goldschmidt seriously slumping and then A.J. Pollock being put on the DL, the Diamondbacks, I think, are a very, very serious contender in this year's playoffs because they're definitely going to – I think they're going to win the division. I don't think Goldschmidt's uh, slump is going to last. No. Gold, no. Paul Goldschmidt is a beast. Yeah, and like, I think I think eventually he's going to be a beast and then they're just going to be really scary. Yeah, exactly. Like, imagine – they've done so well, especially, like, they had such a hot start. And if Paul Goldschmidt starts to hit along with that, and then you got A.J. Pollock back, and it's like, whoa, like, yeah. this is crazy. Not to mention the fact that, like, I mean, their bullpen is very good, too. Like, it, like from top to bottom, they're a pretty solid baseball team. All right, well. No, he's going to keep going. Do you want? Oh, you want to keep going? You want to give us another team? Yeah, yeah I, I, see, I do. I do want to hear another team. And then I guess I'm going to talk about the Braves here. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I wanted to hear you I'm talk sorry. about the Braves a little bit, too. The Braves, I think, are like one of the most exciting teams to watch in baseball right now. You got Freddie Freeman at first, who's personally like one of my favorite players. He is last year, had he not gotten injured, I think he would have been I, I think he probably would have won the MVP. I know that's bold, but he is so, so good. I mean, he's a great defensive first baseman, and then offensively he's just off the charts. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean, you have him as, like, the cornerstone in their lineup, but then you have Ozzie Albies and Ronald Acuna, and then also uh, they have that one Mark-Kakis, young... or is pretty Mark-Kakis, good, right? Mark he's, he's, he's been t- just an everyday, like, a solid baseball tied player. tied right now career. for uh, the lead, league league in hits right now with uh, Altuve, right? So, 
He's having a pretty good year. The whole got, team is. Yeah, I mean, their starting rotation is good. Their bullpen is pretty got or pretty good. I don't know. Like they're just a solid baseball team. So we're gonna move now to football. Uh, one of the stories that it's kind of been an off-season storyline, you know, going back and forth. Lane Johnson and the Patriots. Uh, earlier on in the off-season after the Super Bowl, he said how the Patriots are kind of a fear-based organization. Uh, he wouldn't like to play with them because he wants to have fun. He like the Eagles. They had fun last year. You saw videos of them dancing around in the locker room. Uh, it just came out the other day though that he said he's tired of the Patriots' arrogance. He says, you know, he's tired of how they think that they're the best team in the league or the best organization in the league. And I get where he's coming from. I understand it. Uh, players have come out saying, you know, it's hard to play for the Patriots because they take it so seriously. You know, they demand excellence in everything they do. And they've seen that on the field. You know, they've won Super Bowls. They've been in Super Bowls, you know, multiple playoff games. But I understand where he's coming from. I think the league is kind of changing in this way. You saw it last year with the Eagles. You know, players are being able to express themselves more than what they have been in the past. You know, the Eagles saw that dancing around, you know, before the Super Bowl and the team meetings. And I like it. I, I understand it, though. I don't think the Patriots' way has, has worked for a long time. But I don't think it's the new NFL. I don't know. I hate the Patriots, but greatness is greatness. And that's one of the best dynasties in sports history. I think it's uh, crack. I think it's changing. I don't think it's going to last much longer. Yeah, but that's just because the other... I don't think it's because they don't have the fun. I think it's because Brady's getting older. I think the defense is getting worse. The offense line is getting worse. I don't think it's because they're not having fun. Um, you know, and I would say Gronkowski's having his good old fun. I would say Brady's, yeah. Brady's. you know, he's, he, you know, he's a dad. He's 40 years old. He's got kids. He's got a wife. I don't think he's going to go out and dance around. <laughs> You know, the Eagles are young. You know, I think if the Eagles had the, you know, the age of the Patriots, I don't think they'd be doing what, they, what they're what they doing. Um, I think the Patriots are just mature. They've been there before. They've won five Super Bowls together. Um, I don't think But if gonna... you go now, you go, where would you rather go if you're a free agent, the Eagles or the Patriots? Oh, that's tough. I mean, exact would... same contract. Exact same contract. I think if you're a player, you know. What position am I? Well, no, it doesn't matter. Let's take that. You know, we're not going on the field. Like, where would you rather practice? Where would you rather go? I would want to be go to the Patriots. You, you rather? Bill go... Belichick's like the greatest coach of all. I under, yeah, I understand that though. But I mean, if you can win on the Eagles too, and you can win on the Patriots, about the same. I think I would rather go to the Eagles. You don't know though, because e- plenty of teams have had one year and then they just fall off. You don't know that the Patriots are a dynasty. You don't know if the Eagles are going to be like the, as good as they have been. You know, they, they look all signs point to that they're going to be around for a long time. Yeah. But you don't I think, know. I think the, now the, the Seahawks look like they're going to be a couple of years for, ago. I probably would have said Patriots, but I think now I'm going to the Eagles because you know you've seen a lot of problems coming out of the Patriots organization in the last couple of months. Um, hold on a second. Jeez, <laughs> you saw the last couple months, the Patriots, you know, benching with Malcolm Butler. That was weird. They've traded away a lot, and most of those guys in the past wouldn't really be much. Um, but they're, they're becoming good players outside the Patriots, like Hightower. I don't know. I just think... Uh, <coughs> yeah, I just going. think... Uh, I, I don't know. The Patriots are a dynasty. Um, you know, like you said, Bill Belichick's, you know... Not Lombardi, but he's one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah, he's not um, the best coach of all time. Um, so I, 
I mean, I just think it'd be nice. It, both teams have their advantages, but the Patriots, they're always going to be there. They're always going to be a Super Bowl contender as long as Belichick is there, as long as Brady's there. So, as far as I know, I'm concerned, I want to go and I want to compete every single year, and that's the Patriots. And, y- y- yes, I'm I not, get you I'm not dissing the Eagles. I think they're going to be a be long next year. Uh, but, I, you know, you don't know teams. I get what you said, though. Like, we said Rob Gronkowski looks like he's having fun. I think... If they took him away from the Patriots organization, he would be a lot more gronk than he is now. I think they are curtailing a lot of his behavior. Yeah, but maybe that's for the best. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, would he be the same player if he would have went to? I think he would probably, like, kind of flame out if he went somewhere else, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that the Patriots really kind of, like, keep him in check. Maybe I'm wrong, but... And that's why they win, because they do that, you know, but... I don't want to win. I think free agents are starting to see, you know, kind of the negative of going to the Patriots more than the positive. I get it. You want to go to the Patriots, you want to win, but if you have to win, you know, it's not guaranteed anymore, I think. Well, it was in the past. Green Bay's in the league. <laughs> so we're going to move now to our retiring. Uh, it happened earlier in the week, D'Angelo Hall. Uh, he was a corner for the Redskins, Falcons, and the Raiders for one year. Uh, he's been a great player. His whole career, kind of been, he's been to three Pro Bowls, but he's kind of been an underperforming. He was the eighth overall pick. Uh, he had a great career. He did give up, you know, a lot of touchdowns. He had a lot of interceptions. I know the game versus Jay Cutler. Yeah, I'm I sure remember Brian that. remembers that game. Five interceptions. That. No, he had four. Four. And it was, uh, it was all in the second half. I like, I don't know why I remember that game pretty vividly. The Packers was spent like a bye week or something, but I remember watching it. And I just remember thinking like that. That's crazy. Four interceptions in to the one same half. guy. Yeah, yeah. I no comment on that. All right. Yeah. Uh, like I said, 14 years, three Pro Bowls, a solid corner. Not what we expected at an eighth overall pick. He was solid. He did. I, make, uh, I don't know why you're shitting the yeah, man. He's I mean, a good corner. I liked him, but I think injuries played a huge pack. I thought, he was, I thought he was a great corner. Um, He's a think, good corner, three Pro Bowls. And I but, guarantee you, who who picked them, the Redskins? No. He or was went, he went to Oakland? He went to the Falcons. Falcons, Oakland, Redskins? Yeah. Okay, so Falcons picked them? I'd say the Falcons would do that. If they did that all over again, they'd pick D'Angelo Hall with the eighth pick. I, yeah, I really I mean, like... Pro Bowls is pretty solid. I mean... I really like D'Angelo Hall. Uh, obviously, you guys know his, his hard knock thing with Dustin uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably how a lot of people know him now. Do you know that, Brian? No, I do. He was talking crap to DeAndre Hopkins about something, and DeAndre Hopkins is like, okay, well, we'll see what goes on the field. And then he like, wasn't it like a scrimmage? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So that's probably, you know, sadly how more younger NFL fans view him. But he had a good career. Sad to see him go. Uh, We'll see what happens. He said he wants to go into Booth, you know, maybe do an analyst, or he said he wanted to do front office stuff. But we'll see. So we're going to continue now with our 32 teams and 32 shows. We're going to this is the last AFC North team we're going to talk about, the Steelers. Uh they've had they had a pretty good year last year, 13 and 3, lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs. You know, they lost they didn't lose a lot, but uh, I'm going to throw Ryan Chazier into the loss column because he's not playing this year. One of the I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you can't cuz he won't play this year, but I think he will come back. Yeah, but I'm going to throw him in the lost column because he's not playing this year. Then you have Martavius Bryant, who I think was a good receiver, but it's a great loss for them getting rid of somebody like that. Lost Mike Mitchell. They cut most of their secondary, uh, but they added Morgan Burnett. 
They added John Bostic, a linebacker. Somebody might replace Shazier. They're going to try to get him to. He won't because Shazier is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. They had a pretty good draft. What? You're making that face? I don't know. You don't think Ryan Shazier is a good top middle linebacker? He's top, but I don't know about one of the best. He was one of the name four guys better. No, you don't. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, They had a pretty good, they had a pretty decent draft. Not the best uh, drafted Edmonds in the first round, who honestly not a lot of people thought of him as a first round player. He was going in like the fourth round. Yeah, I mean, he would, the only reason he was at the draft because his brother, but, uh, you know, they got him, they drafted him. He's the guy they wanted. The guy they want, I guess, you know, I mean, can't trade down for somebody like that, but I guess not. Uh, then they drafted Mason Rudolph and James Washington. I like James Washington a lot. I like Mason Rudolph a lot. That Oklahoma State connection. Uh, so it was a pretty decent draft. I, I don't like their first round pick. Um, but they have talent on this team. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. Probably the best three-headed monster in terms of offense in the NFL. We all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then they have pretty good defensive players. Got a young, very good young pass rusher in TJ Watt. Uh, they have Cameron Hayward, very good defensive lineman. Joe Hayden had a pretty good year last year. Uh, the secondary is the weak point of that team, like the Packers. They added Morgan Burnett, who's a very good safety, when healthy. He doesn't stay healthy very long. But, like I said, 13-3 last year. I think they're going to have a little bit of regression this year because I don't think they did enough in the offseason to really put them above uh, most teams in the AFC. Yeah, I got them right now at 11-5. and five. Um, I think their division's tougher. Um, I think the Browns, you know, they can steal a game for the Steelers this year. Um, in Cleveland, you know, they've given them some trouble in the past. Um, and they have talent this year. But that's just, that's not what we're going to talk about. But I think 11-5, and five, um, I still think they'll win their division. Um, I still think they'll, you know, make some noise in the AFC. Um, you know, they're still one of the best teams in that conference. But I just see a tiny bit of regression. Um, they just... They stayed the same, I think, pretty much all around, mm-hmm. all around. Um, you know, and then you know, with the first round pick, it was questionable, and then they went with, you know, Rudolph and Washington. Were those their second, third, or Rudolph, Washington was first, I think, and then uh, no, Washington was first, and then Washington. Did they pick anybody between Evans no. and so they went with two people in their in their second and third round that they don't need right away. So those aren't gonna really. I really like Washington, though. I do, too. But, like, he's going to be the third wide receiver. So, like, uh, it's not going to be that much of they know, got rid. They got rid of a lot of crap that they didn't need, like Martavius Bryant, who was just didn't really want to be there. Mike Mitchell, uh, Golden, you know, two fine safeties, not top-tier safeties that a Super Bowl contending team needs or should have. So it was a good idea to get rid of all of that. I just don't think they brought in enough that makes, you know, those losses much better. Yeah, I just think they kind of stayed the same, like I said. Um, but I do like Burnett. Um, if he could stay healthy, that's an improvement. But I just don't think they got enough. And Jacksonville's coming up. Um, the Patriots are always going to be there, like we said. So and there's other teams in that conference. You know, the Texans are good. Chargers are good. Chiefs can be good. I can just keep go on and on and on. The AFC is getting much better, and the Steelers are kind of staying the same. Yeah, so I'm going to go with 12-4. and four. I think a little bit of regression from last year. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I don't think they're top two Super Bowl contending teams in the AFC. Uh, so I think 12-4 and four is a solid record for them. I'm going to go with 11-5. and five. I feel like they'll be I, 
I, I personally don't think that the uh, AFC North is that strong at all. Mm-hmm. It's but, gotten better, though. Uh, the Browns the have gotten Bengals are awful. The Bengals and Ravens have gotten worse. The, yeah, and the Browns are the Browns. At the end of the day, the Browns We can see the Browns have gotten better, but I mean, okay, they go 2-14 and 14 instead of 0-16, I guess is better. Yeah, but I don't know. I think the Bengals and Ravens have stayed about the same. I I talk shit about both those teams. But like, those teams, the teams in their division, they always play each other tight. If you've noticed their yeah, games, they always they always play each other tight. And I don't think no matter how bad the Ravens, no you're matter gonna how bad the Bengals, you're gonna have no matter your... how bad the Browns are, they are they're always gonna give everyone games. You're gonna have your bad games from Big Ben too. So like he's not gonna play perfect sixteen games. He's yeah. gonna have a crappy game. I mean he's old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens. 12-4. and four. That's it for the AFC North. We're going to move now to the AFC East. Next show, we'll start with the Bills, I think. We'll, so we'll go ahead and start with. I'm not sure. Uh, no, we'll just go with the Bills. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, now we'll go with the Bills. Uh, so we're going to move now to question and answer. But before that, I wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. A's has been, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio since 2014. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? Truman? Yeah. Brian? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservices.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So we're going to move now to question and answer. Uh, One of them is about the MLB All-Star Game, and O'Brien can talk a little bit about this. Who are some of the early kind of surprise picks, names you don't really know, that could make it to the All-Star Game? Well, I definitely think you have to start off with uh, Ozzy Albies, even though like he's got a ton of media attention lately. No one ever expected. He's hit 13 home runs this year. Like that's just he's like five foot ten. Yeah. There's no one's ever <laughs> expected Ozzy Alves to be able to like, do you anything like that. No. Oh, they just shrug. No. I, oh. I mean, he's also batting I think right around 300 too. So I definitely think that Ozzy Alves has a very strong shot. To I be like a uh, pick. A dual play Herrera. I mean, no, I pronounce it. <laughs> Phillies. Abdul oh, Adubal Herrera. Herrera. Adubal. Yeah, Adubal. Okay, I have Adubal <laughs> Herrera on my. I've had Adubal Herrera on my fantasy team the past couple of years, so I, I know a decent amount about Adubal. And besides his horrible haircut and facial hair, uh, Adubal is a really interesting guy. I have no idea why all of a sudden he's batting. I think he's batting he's like 365. No, yeah, 357 right now. Okay, which is the MLB lead. He's always had. He's had a knack for, like, stealing home runs and or robbing home runs and, like, playing pretty solid defense. And he's he was supposed to be the cornerstone of, like, the Phillies' uh, rebuild. And I think he's really starting to show, even though I don't think a lot of people expected him to show him, like, him actually living up to his mm-hmm. potential, but he finally is showing, like, how good he can be. But there's no way that Dubal Herrera's, there's, like... Adubal Herrera is going to regress. There's no way that he's going to hit. Wow, Brian. You, why? I mean, if you watch his approach, he oh, like he has some bad at-bats at times. Really? Really bad at-bats, yes. And then you talked about Simmons earlier in the show. I think he's another guy who's kind of oh. surprised. And Dralton Simmons. I, 
I encourage everyone to go on to Baseball Reference or Fangrass and just take a look at Andrelton Simmons. He is a defensive 342 wizard. right now. Oh, and also, yes, yeah, so Andrelton Simmons has always been a defensive wizard his whole career, and all of a sudden now he's just hitting the lights out of the ball. And if you combine those, if you combine his, like, historic defense with a very good bat and he continues to hit, he's a shoe-in for... I, for the all-star game but also i mean you have to start looking at him as an mvp like no wow. doubt all right so we're gonna move now to the to the last question keep sending those questions in did des bryant make a mistake not signing with the ravens not, i mean i don't think he made a mistake because i think he's i think he wanted to see the draft play out um but like the Ravens, in what terms? Because he's going to get a contract somewhere. There's no doubt about it. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it's getting pretty late. I think Packers was his best option. They're not interested in him. He'll get a contract. Yeah, I don't there's think. no way. He, I mean, he's going to get a contract. So, like, I don't think that his the Ravens was the far and away best deal for him. Um, You know, I think he'll... I think the Ravens was the best option right now, though. He's no. not going to get a better deal than what the Ravens offered him. What'd they offer him? It's like three years... I forgot. I don't know the money, but it was a decent amount of money. Contract wise, maybe yeah, he'll regret it. But he would have been the number one no. guy in in Baltimore. Michael Do you Crabtree? want that? Michael he's Crabtree. better than Michael Crabtree. No, he's not. Yes, he is. If he was better than Michael Crabtree, he would have a contract already. I don't know. I I like Michael Crabtree. I just think he's better than Michael Crabtree. And pure no, pure like, talent wise, Des Bryant is very very overrated in my opinion. Do oh, you wow. want? Do you really want to be the number one wide receiver somewhere? If you're Des Bryant? If, yeah, his yeah. personality Think about says, Des yeah. Yeah, he definitely wants to be the number one wide receiver I don't. somewhere. Does he want to command number one corners? Yeah, see, he does. Yeah, I, if I was him, I wouldn't, but he does. I don't know. Maybe it's Des Bryant. I can't think like Des Bryant because he's an idiot. So yeah. I, I think it really says something about, like, I, I think that Des Bryant really did something that no one has said anything about in the Cowboys organization because the Cowboys didn't, like officially I cut him or release him until after the draft I believe yeah so, no this before the draft I think it was but but I think they sh- told him but I don't think it was official to after the yeah draft. Oh. so no one could sign him before the so draft. were they just trying to dirty pretty much yeah and it's crazy because he was a guy that they chose they had an option a couple off seasons ago to sign him or DeMarco Murray who DeMarco Murray was coming off that historic season and they went with Des Bryant and just to cut him like that Shows he's not a top two wide receiver anymore, like he thinks he is. Yeah, I I don't know. He's gonna get a contract somewhere. I can't. This question is confusing to me because I can't really think like Des Bryant. No one can because he's a punk. But do you seriously think Michael Crabtree is better? Yeah, definitely. I think that Des Bryant is the most overrated wide receiver. In At the this NFL. point in their careers, Michael Crabtree is better. Yeah, yeah, no question. I don't even think. It's I, I think pure talent. Des Bryant's better, yeah, but, but I think wide receiver... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I'll give you that. So, we're going to move now to Brian's interview. Uh, he, we've already had him on, so we won't do with some of the basic questions. But we haven't talked to you since the Bears draft. Are you happy with their draft class? I am excited about the Bears. This is the most excited I've ever been about the Bears. And, I mean, that's really... Say- I shouldn't say that's really saying something, because the Bears have not been very exciting in my lifetime, besides, like, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I know, but I was too young, really, to, yeah. like, appreciate them. Um, I think that Roquan Smith is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Oh, wow. So, of course I, think, you'd say I, I know that you guys are going to hate on that, but, I, like, 
every time I watch Georgia last year, Roquan Smith is just flying all over the place. Like, in the national championship game against Alabama, he was amazing. Like, he was in on every single play. And then you add in the fact that Vic Fangio is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. And you pair him up with Danny Trevathan, and, I mean, you got big things. And also the Bears have a very good defensive line. So, and then... Vic Fangio trash. Oh, my gosh. No one has ever... (laughs) But also you add in the fact that the Bears got a steal of James Daniels early in the second round. I mean, I've seen certain scouts and, uh, yeah, scouts say that James James Daniels yeah. was higher rated than... We uh, had him a first-round grade in our mock draft. Yeah, he was higher rated than, like, the dude that the Lions took or in one other offensive line prospect. I can't remember who right now, but that really says something because those guys were taking the first round. And... So who's I, your who's your favorite prospect that they got in this draft class? Uh, I I guess because I love Anthony Miller. I really like I like Anthony Miller as well, but I think that Roquan Smith yeah has so much potential. It's like ridiculous. Like I think that Roquan Smith has a serious shot of being an All Pro. Oh my wow, Brian! That's for years. Big. I know that's very bold. Putting that on his shoulders. But I think that Roquan Smith is going to be fantastic. All right, give us a record prediction for next year. I'm going to go with the Bears going nine and Bullsh- seven. Nine and seven. Yeah, I. What re- were they last year? Uh the Bears won six games. Or oh, why can't I remember? Three five. games. No, they didn't. That, that was two years ago. I, I believe the Bears won six and ten. Oh, they did not really quickly. Time. Give me a second. They did not go the six Chicago six. Bears went five and eleven. Five and eleven. Okay, okay. I was I was nine and seven, Brian. I'm telling you, Roquan wow. Smith is going to be amazing this year. The Bears defense is going to be amazing this year. They were a top ten defense last. You think year. you think they? What do you? What's what's the record versus the Packers? Like what do you mean? Like oh, the two games. Season? You think? I think I oh, think that the Bears will. I think we'll be one and one against the Packers. I think that the Bears are going to surprise everyone in the first game of the season when they play the Packers on Sunday Night Football. I think they're going to beat the Packers. First game of the season. Wait, wait, but you you say all these these names, but you haven't gave me one solution to how they stop Aaron stop Aaron Rodgers. Look! Look at Akeem Hicks. Akeem they haven't Hicks been was... able to stop him. They've played him a boatload of times, and they've never been able to stop Aaron Rodgers. That's Oh, just wait. Wait I until like, the season. Wait I don't the mind. Season I don't think when, Trubisky's a franchise quarterback. And that's where you're wrong. <laughs> like, the fact that Mitch Trubisky did... I, I know he was not, like, anything special last year, but, like, I don't think you're even giving him enough credit for, like, how bad... Like, he did well for how poor of... Oh my God! Poor talent he yeah. had like around him. Like the Bears' offensive line was not very good. Then you had Dow Loggins, the Bears' old offensive coordinator, who's with the Dolphins. I have no idea why they hired him. He's just like it's like run, run, pass, run, and then punt. Of course, run, run, pass, punt. Over. You guys and over are getting again. that Chiefs offense now, which I mean Nagy's okay, but he doesn't Nagy's put okay. up a lot of points. Oh my God! They had Tyreek Hill. You guys don't have a Tyreek Hill type of player. We got Tariq Cohen. Oh my gosh. 
The I Bears do this just... every single year. They get a rookie running back who has a decent rookie year, then sucks his second year. That's not true. Okay, you can't you just Langford, count Jeremy Langford. Langford and then Howard. Howard didn't have a great year last year. Are you serious? They were trying to trade him. Do you know that... They're trying to trade him. No, that is... None of those rumors were true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, okay. He didn't I have, have the same year he had his wait, rookie Wait, let me year. say one thing in defense of John Howard. I'm pretty sure there were the... There were more than seven, or no, like, yeah, more than seven people in the box against oh, the Bears my gosh. on, like, 45% of the plays that the Bears had last year on offense. That's and and That was the highest in the NFL by far because the Bears only, they had no pass game at all. So the fact that Jordan Howard was able to do as well as he did with the defenses just stacking the box and knowing they were so going to So now run, you've got... Philadelphia's uh, backup tight end, and you've got an, an injury-prone wide receiver that everyone thinks is the greatest thing since Jerry Rice. Allen so, Robinson? Yeah. It, okay. So tell me where I'm you not improved saying, greatly. <laughs> you improved, obviously, because it's easy to improve from Cameron Meredith being your number one wide receiver. But Cameron Meredith didn't even play last year. I would have been so glad who's, to have So who's your number one wide receiver last year? Kendall Wright. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. So, he went to Minnesota, by the way. Uh, but Did he? Yeah. Um, so you got your injury prone wide receiver, you got your backup tight end. Where did you improve so greatly? Did you get another receiver that I missed in the fold? Uh, you're forgetting about Taylor Gabriel. Okay. So, so the nor so probably so like they a got good, a, they got a, a deep a, threat wide receiver for a quarterback who can't throw deep. Mitch Trubisky has a can. Oh my god. I'm not saying he has a great deep ball, but like he can throw the ball deep. There's a reason he was taken second overall. There's no way he would. Like then you got Brian Hoyer out right, there. We're gonna move. Like we gotta move on because shows shows running a little bit long. But uh, we'll have Brian on again before the season starts. To talk about it a little, little bit more. Uh, we're gonna go to Ca- the Cubs now because I know you're big Cubs fans. Are you happy with their season so far? The Cubs. I, I'm hap. Uh, I I would say, okay. I'm like, somewhat content. The the thing that has killed me about the Cubs this or last season and this season, is the Cubs, all of them across the board are like pretty young for the most part, and it's just they're all like they have so much potential where it's like, like if this player does this this and this they could be like one of the best in their position, if not the best, in the entire MLB. So you're waiting for them and, to kind of take the next step? And yes, and some of them are. Like Kyle Schwarber, I know this oh is God, ridiculous. I'm so sick of hearing his name. <laughs> I know this is ridiculous, but I saw, um, according to Defensive War, or no, maybe not Defensive War. I don't remember what it was. It was on fan, fan graphs. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is somehow the highest-rated defender in Major League Baseball right oh, now. Oh, yeah, that's and there's you, I know, I that. know, I know. But the one... Like, Kyle Schwarber it is already worth, I think, like, 2.1 war. And he's on pace for a five-war season. And five war is, like, the benchmark for an all-star. So, I mean, you got Kyle Schwarber starting to, like, fill. He has, like, 140 weighted, rated, oh, my God, weighted runs created, which is very good. I mean, he's really starting to take off. I think Chris Bryant right now is the best that I've ever seen him in his career. He's, like... In my opinion, he's like slowly becoming a little bit of a right-handed Joey Votto, which oh my gosh, I love Joey no. Votto, <laughs> and I would just love to see that happen. He has more to put this like I think this is a crazy stat. So Chris Bryant in his 
uh, rookie year struck out like I think like 31% of the time. And this season he has a strikeout rate of 15%. To be able to cut your strikeout rate in half within what like three years, that is unbelievable. He has more walks than strikeouts right now. What do you expect the rest of the season to look like? I think that the Cubs are never going to be truly, like, during the regular season, I don't think they're going to be, like, amazing for, like, a super long stretch. But I think that Jose Quintana, even though his velocity has dipped and his command has not been there recently, I think he's going to slowly get better. I think you, Darvish... (laughs) <laughs> Even though I don't like you, Darvish, is going to eventually like find it at least somewhat. He doesn't even have to be great. Neither does Jose Quintana. They just have to be like decent. And John Lester's pitching really well. I think Kyle Hendricks is very underrated. And Tyler Chatwood is pretty decent too, as a fifth starter at least. I think that the Cubs even though they're not that great in the regular season, will do very well and will win in the playoffs, and we'll win the World Series this year. Oh my! Wow, Ryan. All right, a little bit, a little bit of biased talk there from Brian. I know it's a little biased, but I'm <laughs> telling you, the Cubs are just stacked. They are stacked. We gotta wrap it up, but uh, we gotta wrap the show up. I want to get quick thoughts with Truman. We forgot to mention Mike Bootenholzer was hired by the Bucks. Yeah, this is the best move that the Bucks have made um, in my remembrance of uh, being a fan. Are you serious? Uh, this is this is the, he was the best coach out there. Um, Fisdale, most experienced coach Fisdale. out there. Uh, Fisdale's <laughs> never taken the Atlanta Hawks to the um, number what? one seed in the East. Oh, did they win that year? Uh, no, they got swept like, by the Cavs. Who has beaten the Cavs in the past? They years? got swept by the Cavs. They suck. They suck. They didn't to the have playoff. Giannis. Seventeen and twenty-two playoffs. They didn't have Giannis. They had. So they now had four, you're gonna... They had four out of the five guys make the All Star roster. Who they? Had, they had Corver, they had Millsap, they had T. I love those and they Hawks. had, those Al- I, I, I had like Horford. A lot. Yeah. Horford, okay. T. You're naming a bunch of good players, but he has never had the greatest player in the world. Oh and Giannis. And Nedda the Kumpo. He had four out of all-stars. And now four. you're going to give this man a superstar paired with a very good su- supporting cast. And you're going to, this magician, this scientist, this chemist. Oh You're putting him in there, and he's, he's going to put smart. together a formula, and the Bucks are will own the East for years to come. I gonna, promise you. Is he, he going to like tell Eric Bledsoe like secrets to like? He is. He is a either. scientist. He is a chemist. He is a. He is ready to take the Bucks to the promised land. This, this is, is the what best you'll get. This is what you'll get for the next. We got years. a new arena coming. We got a young superstar. We got a good supporting cast. We got the best coach in the NBA. This is it. The, the Bucks made the move. This is where the Bucks are going to be. Right, this so, guy will be there so for years. So they'll win a lot in the regular season, but then there'll be another Raptors and Hawks, and they'll suck in the, the playoffs. They're going to lose probably to the Celtics or the. Celtics. Yeah, Celtics and the 76ers are the. We're going to get right better. Now. We're going to get better. No, they're not. Right. We're right. going to make some additions that that, that no, Milwaukee's seriously attractive right now. No, it's not actually. I mean, yeah, the ownership's turning over, but we're going to move. So that's it for our show today. Uh, we want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We want you to go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 1 2. Uh, send us questions for the next show. Anything you want answered from sports to anything, we'll answer it. Uh, listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 12 to 1. You can find us on the Grueling Truth as well. I want to thank you to Brian for coming in today. Go, Cubs, go. Thank you for having me. Uh, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. We'll have another guest. Might be Truman hosting again. Not exactly sure. But we'll see what happens. Again, you know. We can have Brian, yeah. (laughs) But that's it for our show today. Thank you. Go Packers!